Mother's Playhouse. Mother's Playhouse presents tonight a story of romance south of the border in Mexico City's gay Hotel Pizarro, one of the world's few remaining luxury hotels. Its lobby is crowded with tourists, three of whom we're particularly interested in. But before we go any further, though, it might be a good idea to make the acquaintance of the persons in question. Hank Kramer, the reporter, for example. I got a telegram from the office. A character by the name of Manchester Smallwood's coming in this morning. The magazine wants us to cover his arrival with story and pictures. And then his photographer, Petite Mary Jane Fraser. Don't disturb me. Genius at work. This picture of Manchester Smallwood in the throes of a samba is going to be the crowning point of my career. And last, but by no means least, Mr. Big himself, Manchester Smallwood. Will you be kind enough to put away your camera? I do not wish any pictures taken. My affairs are definitely not your concern. Now, if all of this leaves you with the impression that all is not too neighborly among the northern good neighbors, you're right. But it all leads to merriment in Mexico, beginning on an early morning of a bright, warm day. It's too beautiful for work, but just right for idling in the sunshine. So says Mary Jane Fraser in Robert Carson's story, Southern Exposure. Good morning, Hank, old dear. Meet a different woman. I'd love to. Where? Oh, very funny. Very funny, Mr. Kramer. Look, this is our first day in Mexico City. I have no pictures to take. You have no story to write for our magazine of the masses. We go to Sanborn's for breakfast. A nice, long, luxurious breakfast. Then we'll go sit in the park on a sunny bench with the rest of the bums. Uh-uh. I got a telegram from the office. Uh-oh. A character by the name of Manchester Smallwood's coming in this morning. They want us to cover his arrival. What's he coming for, to fight a bull? He's not coming to fight anybody. This is good neighbor stuff with our sister republic. A big, delicate deal. Well, why is he news? Is the Truman Committee after him? Well, he's probably going to see the president here and everybody. You seem politically ignorant, honey. Oh, I'm not ignorant. I just can't think without my breakfast, that's all. What's cooking with this Manchester? Oh, Manchester's a hot man for putting the fix on Latin America's troubles. Every time there's a heartache south of the border, he does a Mr. Anthony. He speaks Spanish with a strong University of Wisconsin accent. I don't get it. Well, this Manchester was a child lawyer back in the days when they were calling for a new deal. He had a deck that wasn't marked, so they dragged him into Washington. He's been there ever since. Nothing flashy about Manchester, but he gets results. Yeah, no, never heard of him. Shall we go to breakfast before I faint? They say in New York it's important. If it was me now, I'd photograph the guy and hear his pitiful little story. Right after breakfast. Later. His plane gets here in 40 minutes. I checked with the desk. Oh, you Simon Legree. Why does life have to be so bitter for a lone woman? A woman must suffer, my child. Mm. It's the woman who pays, especially if she can get a good job like you have. Go, senorita, and procure your little picture-taking black box. Don't let anyone get away, Hank. Nope. Now, let's see. One Navy guy, and if I charged him for looking, I could make a fortune. Yeah. One fat Mexican senor, a lady with a baby. Ask her, Hank. That might be Smallwood she's carrying. No sarcasm, sweetheart. This is big time you're sneering at. Hey, I think coming up is our man. He's the last one out. Hmm. Speaking as an acute professional, I should say the lad's no pinup boy. But uh, there is character in his kisser. You know, he looks a little like Gary Cooper playing Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, well, come on. We'll give him a chance to free the slaves. 
Mr. Smallwood? Manchester. That is correct, sir. I'd know you any place, especially when you gave me your name. Uh, how are you feeling? Enjoy your trip? Very much. May I ask your name? Yes, you may, but it just take up time and we have work to do. Now, I have the honor of representing Lens, the greatest weekly picture magazine in the world. Why, he's pretty. Stick him in the doorway. I beg your pardon. Now, just back up. Look at the lady with the camera and let's see a big happy smile. This can be quick if you cooperate. Uh, no, Smallwood, I've changed my mind. Uh, go back in the plane and come out for me. And bend low as you do, so I'll have a little light breaking over you. And let's see your teeth. Madam, would you be kind enough to put away your camera? I do not wish any pictures taken. Oh, I don't think you understand. We're from a picture magazine, Len. I understand perfectly, and I don't want my picture taken. Are you kidding? Everybody wants his picture taken. There is always the exception that proves the rule, madam. I am that exception. Uh, good day. Did you hear what he called me? Madam, yeah. they can't do that to Mame. Follow me, <clears throat> madam. This requires a little diplomacy. We'll nab him in customs. Say, I could steal a shot from here. Not very clear. No, but... no, that wouldn't be ethical. And they beef about fuzzy stuff at the office. Somebody has to make that boy see the light, and I'm just the cookie to do it. He's begging for the Super X treatment. You wait here for me. Hang on a minute. He'll be at our hotel. He's got a reservation there. Yeah, that isn't all he's got. Strong principles, too. Doesn't drink, besides, and doesn't smoke. His only vice is taking long walks alone. Hush your chatter, son, and make with the running. The porter's piling his luggage into a cab, and as we, too, are homeward bound. Uh, Pardon me, Mr. Smallwood. I hear you're going to the Pizarro. That's our hotel. Do you mind if we share a ride? Not at all, madam. Mary Jane Fraser. You've already met my father here. Mm. Get in, Daddy. Ouch! Now then, Mr. Smallwood... Leave me have your views on the deal you're handling here and make them colorful. I am in Mexico entirely unofficially. The purpose of my trip is rest and relaxation. I do not desire to have anything printed about. Fine, fine. I hear you're going to meet with a lot of high government officials. You have been misinformed. Look, Smallwood, now we better be frank with each other. This is getting us nowhere. I'll be frank with you, Mr. Kramer. My affairs are definitely not your concern. I won't answer any of your questions. I suggest you stop bothering me. Chester. I don't like him. Eat your breakfast and don't quibble. He's a fine, upstanding kid. They probably told him to come down here with a clamp on his lip. You know, one reason he's done so well is because he never gets into any trouble. You mustn't confuse his public life with his private life. His private life's undoubtedly awful. His public life's going to be awful by the time I'm through with him. And you will arrange that how, senorita? By means known only to myself. I may put a flower in my hair, wear a long black dress, and carry castanets. Remember the story of Carmen? Nope, never knew the dame. But I expect to get a lot of laughs out of you. And maybe a jail sentence. Oh, don't worry, Pappy. Tomorrow's Sunday. I always behave that day. Monday, we cover all the sights of Mexico City. Um, I'll be under your eagle eye. And, uh, Tuesday. Ah, Tuesday. <laughs> Don't move too quickly. Let me help you. Are you badly hurt, madam? I I don't know. My ankle... You haven't fractured it. Oh, no, no, no. It's only a bad sprain, I think. 
Well, in that case, you mustn't put any weight on it. I'll carry you. Shall it be the hotel? Oh, you're too kind. It's so dark out here. Uh, yes, yes, this is my hotel. Can you place an arm about my neck? Why, Smallwood, this is so unexpected. Oh, it's Miss Fraser. Uh, not at all. You see, uh, in order to facilitate our progress under what might be difficulties... I wouldn't dream of causing you difficulty. There, is that better? Uh, yes, quite. Uh, perhaps if I leaned my head on your shoulder, I could relax more. That is certainly a point to consider. Uh, considered and uh, found satisfactory. Are you comfortable? Uh, yes, very. Uh, that is, your light is a feather to hold. Oh, you're nice to take pity on poor little me. Uh, not a bit. Uh, my good fortune. I, I didn't know you enjoyed strolling in the evening. Oh, I adore the simple pleasures. Walking, reading. I assure you it's a pleasure to be of service. Manchester, you must be for whom the girls scout. You're so very sweet. Well, not at all. I hope to be able to get you safely through this crowded lobby. Uh, do you see Hank around? Yes, I believe he's there at the desk. Oh, Uncle Henry! Uh, what happened? Mary Jane, speak to me. Please get Miss Fraser's key. I must take her to her room. Why, well, get uh, What? She'll need hot water for her ankle. Oh, please don't worry about me, Manchester. I'll be all right. I only hope you didn't wreck your back carrying me up to my room. Not at all. I liked it. I mean, helping you. You're awfully strong. Not at all. That is no stronger than any man my size. Mr. Kramer could have carried you just as well. Oh, no, he couldn't. Uh, it was so wonderful, your being there. I don't know what I'd have done. I was frightened out of my wits. You're very brave for such a little girl. Oh, really, I'm not. Yes, you are. Yikes! Something bothering you, Mr. Kramer? No, no. How can I ever thank you, Manchester? I know I've put you to a great deal of trouble. Not at all. You know, we seem to have so many things in common that I'd like to talk over. We ought to... Wait a minute. What about tonight? Hank and his girlfriend and I have planned a little celebration. Yes, well, Yes, uh, you remember. Uh, could you join us? A uh, celebration? Yes, you know, a nightclub or two and maybe a ride along the Paseo in an open taxi. That sounds delightful. I shall be happy to join you. Oh, that's swell. Let's make <laughs> it uh, 8 o'clock, hmm? 8 o'clock it is. I look forward to seeing you. And uh, you, sir? Yes, uh, not at all. Mary Jane, not that. You didn't use that old lady in distress, Chestnut. That I did, that I did. There he is, walking up and down the Paseo, and a fellow Anglo-Saxon takes a fall right in front of him. Mm. Turns out to be a girl from his own hotel, so he picks her up. I had my arms around his neck and groaned and whispered in his ear the whole trip. And by an odd coincidence, I was wearing a perfume called Bewilderment. You see what happened. Yeah, but they don't go for that anymore. That turned ankle trick was washed up in the 90s. History, Henry, has a habit of repeating itself. Yeah, and you have a habit of being right. Well, when do I hear the rest of the plot? Now. Fine. We're going to do a story on how marvelous Manchester spends his spare time during a mission to Mexico. With pictures. My angle is to furnish him with some spare time and photograph it. I get it. Yours is to take down his thoughts, if any, and furnish a continuity, if any. Hmm. With luck, we ought to be able to give him quite a reputation in the nation's capital. Do you mind? To coin a phrase, not at all. But I bet Manchester's going to. Furthermore, that guy, though backward in many respects, is too smart to fall for such an open-and-shut routine. Now, you mark my words. You mark mine. I've turned the fatal powers of my fascination on him. 
If he bought the ankle stuff, he'll buy anything. There's little left to do except knock him off. Well, thanks for the interview. Be careful that poison dripping from your fangs doesn't ruin your toothbrush. that treading a few measures with you might leave me a maimed woman, and here I am, floating around like 60. I learned to dance very thoroughly as part of my job. You never know whose wife you'll have to dance with in the light of duty, and an agreement might be wrecked by stepping on the wrong toes. I see. On your rumba may depend hemispheric solidarity. Um, do you ever have to make love in the course of your duties? Not at all. Oh, that's a pity, Manchester. Why do you say that? Life and love. Inseparable, you know. So the philosophers tell us. Very true. I hadn't given them any thought before. Oh, but you should. Well, you're forgetting that love makes the world go round. In some way or another, it's behind all our actions. You'd find that out if you knew more people. But I do. I meet scores of them all the time. Oh, those people you meet have sandwiched their real selves away. Just like the guy who parades along Broadway between two boards. You barely see him, but you can't miss what he's advertised. But these people don't advertise. They're not commercial. Oh, you grow younger by the minute, honey child. Look, everyone who isn't dead advertises something. Beauty, brains, poverty, wickedness. Only you have to be able to distinguish the real thing from the build-up he gives himself. You amaze me. Uh, let us take a specific example. I see a petite figure... Curly brown hair, deep blue eyes. Now tell me, Miss Fraser, what other hidden qualities should I search for? Well, to make it colorful, let's say treachery, deceit, and just plain skullduggery. You try too hard to deny the evidence. As an eyewitness, I believe you are forthright and loyal. Too kind-hearted to take advantage of anyone. <laughs> at heart, I'm really a double-dyed, double-crossing gal. Not at all. I shall prove how long you are. Uh, leave us practice on me some other time. Right now, I want Hank's girlfriend to know that you cut a mean rug. I hope Senorita Kiri will favor me with a dance. Oh, I'm sure she will. And here we are at the table. Uh, Amata, see? you won't have to spend the whole evening waltzing with Willie. <laughs> Henry Kramer is the name, and I'll thank you to have a little respect for my twinkling. Thank you, twinkling. Little as possible. Mm. What I want to get across to Amata is Manchester's play with the samba. Oh, senor, you like the samba? And uh, with Manchester, Spanish goes, Amata. Mm. He's our gift to Mexico, and he comes complete. Oh, bravo. Then we must speak together. Uh, tell me, do you find our country interesting? Oh, see, si, senorita. A uh, me, ma, ma, ma gusta, machismo, todo el Mexico. <laughs> Here's your chance, baby. Make with the camera. Uh, Manchester, this little device I have in my hand is a thing I keep for recording many a jolly moment. And then I put the photographs in my album and spend the lonely evenings remembering what big times I've had. Would it annoy you, Manchester, if I committed this plan back to film? Of course not. Good. Not at all. Now, how about a special one of you framed with these cunning little wine glasses? Uh, care to dance this one, Amara? Uh, I would love to. Excuse us. Oh, not at all. Not at all. 
Look, he'll be giving away no secrets to tell you you're out with a gent who's getting himself photographed right into oblivion. Oh, you mean that character Smallwood? Right. Oh, I'm glad he is. You know, Spanish is a musical language, but he makes it sound like, uh, like basic English. <laughs> oh, my ears, they still hurt. Yeah, well, pretty quick your feet will, too, but we're staying right out here until the murder's over. Now, with that many flashbulbs and all the angles she is covering him from, Mary Jane is committing it all right. Uh, but we will have to go back for the main event. Hmm? What are you saying? Well, Mary Jane wants a shot of Manchester doing the samba, and uh, I promise to take him on. He should look cute doing that little jump in the middle of it. Uh, woman's inhumanity to man. <laughs> uh, dance me back to the table. Okay. Senor Smallwood, have you forgotten our samba? This music is what we have been waiting for. Right here, Senorita Curie. <laughs> Uh, pardon us, please. Not at Not all. Not at all. Oh, they make cheese in Wisconsin, of which we have with us a sample brand. I ought to wash your mouth out with scotch. Don't disturb me. Genius at work. This picture of Smallwood in the throes of a samba is going to be the crowning shot of my career. You are very good, senor. Uh, not at all. Oh, this has been a wonderful party. I hope all my exposures were right. Then I'll have some swell memories for a cold, rainy night back home. Mm -hmm. Leaving well enough alone, I should say we'd better shove off. You all set, Amata? Uh, see, you all set, then. Uh, we'll join you in the foyer immediately. Right on. Now that we're alone, Miss Fraser, I just want to say that this has been one of the happiest nights of my life. And that I hope the pictures turn out well. Uh, <laughs> thanks. So do I. <laughs> uh, although I may have seemed to pay a good deal of attention to Senorita Carey, my thoughts were actually elsewhere. On you, to be exact, you are my main interest. Well, I'll be done. When did that start? When you pretended to sprain your ankle and let me carry you. I never enjoyed lifting anything so much as you. he tells me at the table last night. Don't also... kid yourself. The pride of Madison's catching on. Or was wise from the start. His next step is to take your cute little camera and bust it over your cute little head. And cameras are hard to get these days. So are men who can dance. Maybe I should go easy on him from now on. What do you mean from now on? Well, that's what I started to tell you. He wants to come along on the rest of the trips we have to take. And I've been thinking, Hank, all last night... You feel a little strained? You shouldn't overdo it, you know, the first time. Save your poisoned arrows, friend. My conscience isn't bothering me yet. It's well-trained. Mm. Look, the guy is direct and honest, smart in his own government way. He's got a dignity I like, too, and after the wolves of three continents, he's a refreshing change. Then one day he'll be seeing himself in the pages of the lens, and there'll be another change. He won't be associating anymore with the female of the species, which, rumor has it, is deadlier than the male. <laughs> Here we are in Tasco after what I call a good week's work. The town's the same, but I'll never be. Oh, nonsense. We've only put in a day, and besides, remember the vacation angle. You not only have a story on Tasco, but you got it firsthand, not out of the National Geographic. I guess I'll always remember Tasco. 
a beautiful place. The drive up out of the valley and over the mountains to 5,600 feet high and life in another century. And I'll always remember you, Manchester. You've been a right guy about all these pictures. I've got you in a boat at Zacamilco. There's one of you in the National Pawn Shop looking at the Hawk Diamonds. One at the flower market. And there's the other one of you in that bullfighter's outfit. And now, you and Tasco keeping company with a burrow. Uh, I hope that's present company accepted. If not, it soon will be because I'm getting sleepy. Speaking of the pastoral scene reminds me I've often thought that after this world conflict is over, I'd be perfect, perfectly happy to retire to a farm and watch the milk cans fill up. Cows are pretty good company when you get to know them. You know, I'd like to get to know a few cows myself. My cows, perhaps? Why not? I think we'd better shut the barn door now and get going. This kind of conversation's bad for my hay fever. Do you wish to retire also, Miss Fraser? Farthest thing from my thoughts, in either sense of the word. I admire your unflagging spirit. Yeah, well, that's not a pleasure you're likely to overindulge. See you two in the morning. Uh, good night. Buenas uh, noches, Hank. Oh. Shall we walk down the hill to the plaza? Watch the people, maybe, or have some refreshment in the... Oh, Kyria. Oh, it sounds like the perfect ending. Let's go. Lovely, isn't it? The flickering lights from the crest of this hill. Oh, it's almost too beautiful. Nights like this aren't fair. In what way? Oh, they make me go all soft and sentimental. Do you have some particular objection to uh, feeling soft and sentimental? Definitely. A working girl can't afford romantic thoughts. They never pay time and a half for overtime. Not in dollars and cents, perhaps, but they might have other compensations. Name one. Well, <clears throat> marriage is generally recognized as the outstanding consummation of romance. Wedding bells are for sweet young things with starry eyes. In career women, that's the light that fails. I've noticed nothing but a sparkle in your eyes. Could be. You know, early in life, I invested in a book called How to Take Pictures and Make Enemies or Keep the Love Light Glowing to Hypnotize Your Subject. Remember our first meeting? That is a source of constant pain to me. I bitterly regret and apologize for my lack of insight. Oh, no hard feelings. Take it easy. Besides, it was all in the routine. I realize that now. I also have realized your advice to be excellent. And uh, which golden rule is that? Learn about life and love. Oh, fine. I ought to charge you a slight fee now that you're a satisfied customer. I'm not yet thoroughly happy. Oh, that'll never do. What's bothering now? How to overcome your prejudice against love. Oh, I have nothing against the stuff. Just been too busy, that's all. Is uh, photography going to occupy your entire life? Probably until I need blinkers and a pair of wooden legs. Don't you ever consider another existence? Certainly I do. On a night like this, I... I dream of a cottage by a brook with a road leading past us. All the people in the world can go down that road, but I never even look up from my knitting because I'm just a farmer's daughter and I don't know a thing about a camera. Couldn't it be as wonderful a dream if you were a farmer's wife? Wife, daughter, I won't quibble. It's only a dream. Then let's take reality. Look down at Tasco below us here. Mm-hmm. Think of all the people down there who have met and loved and are now engaged in raising children. <laughs> Economically, they have much to desire, and a solid diet of starches uh, is... Stick to uh, the point. You were telling me about the people who have met and loved. Oh, yes. Well, 
I've got a funny name, and I'm not much to look at. You look a little like Gary Cooper in the dark. Who? <laughs> Never mind. Uh, what were you saying? Just that I love you. A man doesn't get rich working for the government, so I have practically nothing to offer. Nevertheless, I want you to become my wife. What? I... I don't know what to say, Manchester. This is so sudden. And I'm not exaggerating. I, I know it is. <clears throat> Passion has carried me away. Please forgive me. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Will you shake hands? Oh, of course. Good night. Not at all. Well, how do you like that? Alone with flickering lights? People who met and loved and tasked Not much use in standing around. I guess I do wish to retire after all. Okay, break it up. It's not a 411 alarm. The senorita isn't hurt. There's no damage done. So just step away so the smoke can clear out. All right, now tell Daddy. Why do you want to burn this joint down? I don't. I was burning the negatives of the pictures I took of Manchester, and they flared up for a minute and got away from me. Why are you destroying them? Oh, Hank, he proposed to me. Hmm? I can't double-cross a man who wants me to be his bride. When did this change of heart occur? Well, he knew me better than I did myself, after all. Are you in love with him? I don't know. It may just be the altitude or fatigue or I heard something. a commotion. Is there something the matter? Yes, there is. Manchester, I've been a bad girl. I took all of those pictures of you to use in lens. I, I know. You know? That is why I was doing all I could to help you get them. Weren't you forgetting the exception to the rule business? Exactly. I'm sick of being an ambassador of goodwill and... Of having people shrink at my Spanish. Meaning us, no doubt. And taking such care of how I act. Oh, we have had moments when we loved you for yourself alone, Smallwood. I wanted those pictures of yours to come out and cause me trouble in Washington. Then I could resign and get in the Army where I belong. As long as I keep doing all right, they won't let me go. In other words, you've merely been leading me on. Not at all. I want you to be my wife, as I stated previously this evening. However... I accept. That's a deal. Let's say goodnight again, and this time we're not going to shake hands. This is going to be a most interesting finish. I'm very happy to have a ringside seat. Oh, no, you don't, Hank. This is one continuity that you end strictly from imagination. Wait outside, But you? National Geographic doesn't furnish scenes like this. Outside. I am going to kiss Manchester, and it may knock him cold. <laughs> You have heard Robert Carson's story, Southern Exposure, adapted for Author's Playhouse by Mary C. Quinn and directed by Harry Bubeck. The cast of Authors Playhouse tonight included Geraldine Kay as Mary Jane, Olin Soule as Hank Kramer, Clarence Hartzell as Manchester Smallwood, 
and Cheer Bremson as Senorita Amata Akere. The Mexican background melodies were sung by Senor Lucio Garcia, and the musical score was conducted by Joseph Galicchio. Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you Frederick J. Lipp's dramatic story of a man whose mind snapped, and of how he came back to the world he had once known and cherished. Cry for the Hunted. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.